welcome everyone into the Big Ten versus the SEC podcast. We are your hosts, Jeremy and Roxanne. Our show covers all things Big Ten and SEC football. Yo, VIP. Let's kick it. All right. Welcome back. This is number two this week. We got some quick notes before we get into it. There was an update. We did talk about EA Sports and a new NCAA 25 coming out in July. We got a little more detail released and that, that in regards to the NIL that we just weren't sure about. And I guess if uh, the student athlete does sign up, they will get $600 and a copy of the game, which we did talk about as a baseline payment. And they were a little bit vague, but they did say there was also potential for more lucrative NIL opportunities. I'm sure it's for more of the star players, but but you never know. So they did they did confirm Dynasty Mode return, so that will be back. And there was also uh, NIL and the Transfer Portal will have its appearance in the game, um, but they didn't go into a lot of detail for that. They also mentioned that the college football playoffs officially confirmed that they will also be included in the game. So that's ex- exciting. Yes. Uh, speaking of playoffs. Playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? Yes. Um, so there's been talk already about expanding the playoffs. We haven't been done one season of the 12-team playoff, and uh, they're already meeting trying to possibly expand in 2026 to 14 i mean let's just let's figure it out for the top 25 if you're in the top 25 you should be allowed to go to the playoffs like let's see what you can do let's see what you can do uh some of the specific details automatic qualifiers and a lot of it was being pushed by the sec and the big 10 the big players in the game they wanted those automatic qualifiers these are the two toughest leagues um we don't want to be rewarding those leagues that, um, frankly, are going to have much weaker schedules. So a three or four loss team in the Big Ten or SEC is is literally going to be better than a, you know, one or two loss team in the ACC or the Big Twelve. It's just the competition is just not going to be there like it is. But we do have some housekeeping. Am I wrong? Yeah, but I was. Am I wrong? Uh, we were both wrong. Keon Sab. Not going to Oklahoma. Fake news. He's actually going to Alabama. He's going to be part of the Crimson Tides 2024 team. They're getting a hell of a a player. Someone will list him as a backup safety for Michigan. But he was like a 1A as far as safeties. I think they have two starters that they start up there. And he was kind of rotational. But he, he almost got starter minutes there so that's a very good player that uh DeBoer picked up there but again we were wrong not going to Oklahoma his brothers were offered scholarship now we don't know that he they weren't trying to entice him to go to Oklahoma but what we can confirm is that he is going to be in an Alabama uniform next year. Now we'll talk a little bit about the fan duel over under for 2024. Disclaimer. These are our personal opinions only. Strictly for entertainment value. Don't go bet in the farm based on our opinions. If you feel the need to waste some money, please just Venmo us directly at Big Ten versus SEC. <laughs> yeah, so first up, we're going to talk about 
the team that was the national champions last year. That's, of course, Michigan Wolverines. For all you Wolverines fans out there, of course, Michigan went 15-0 last year. The over and under on them is is not great. Uh, 9.5 wins over and under. They do have some question marks, much like a lot of teams this time of year. Who's going to be the quarterback? I know their backup, Jack Tuttle, got cleared for his 29th season, so that'll be interesting with him. They have a, a quarterback. His name's Alec Orgies. He's like on one of those freak lists. He's kind of built like a tank. I don't know how accurate he is. He might be like a poor man's Jalen Milrow. We've yet to be seen. Uh, and, of course, they are losing pretty much their entire offensive line to the NFL. Like Corum's gone. Um, as I've got their 20, 2024 schedule pulled up, they got a couple cupcakes in there. They got Fresno State, Arkansas State. Not unusual if uh, if you're a Michigan fan. That's kind of been par for the course. But they also have Texas coming in September 7th, which I'm really excited. I would have been more excited, I think, if we had seen it last year. But I'm still excited to see I'm Excited to see. Thank God it's not the first game of the year because I, I feel like when these when teams like this play the first game of the year, they're not. It's not the most oiled machine. Would you agree? I'd agree with that. You going off of first games, um, kind of. They're definitely not first impressions as yeah. far as how the team is going to perform for the rest of the year. So yeah, we're excited. We got that crossover SEC Big Ten game. Looking further down their schedule, they're going to play USC. On September 21st, uh, they also got Washington. We don't know what Washington's going to look like. They're they're uh, actually going to be at Washington October 5th. And then they got one of their rivals, uh, the Michigan State Spartans, on October 26th. And then it kind of gets, uh, they got Oregon, Oregon, excuse me, November 2nd. Uh, that's going to be a home game. And then, of course, uh the very last game of the season, uh, November 30th against the Ohio State University. So chal- challenging uh, uh, schedule this year for the Wolverines. It's it's spread out. They've got space in between playing the really, really good teams, and they have the teams that maybe aren't going to be as competitive. But it's going to be interesting to see where Michigan is at um, with the departures of their head coach, their starting quarterback, their starting running back, and their offensive line. Now they are bringing back defense. That's that was probably arguably the best last year. So we'll see what happens with them. Next up, uh, Alabama Crimson Tide. So I have them over. The over under um, from Fanduel was nine and a half. They went twelve and two last season. The boar is definitely in a pressure cooker right right now. I don't know for sure when his first loss will come, but it's the only thing on his mind. Jalen Milrow is going to continue develop to develop. I think I don't foresee them losing any games that look like cupcake games, which they're four in their schedule. They have Western Kentucky, South Florida. Vanderbilt and Mercer sprinkled throughout the season. So I don't foresee uh, any major news there with them losing to one of those. Now, I don't know what it's going to look like as far as their ability to, to protect Milrow um, and if they'll have a running game this season. Well, so. He's going to be a beast. It's, he he can be the running game. I mean, that kid, if he 
continues to progress, he's he's got to be the leader for the Heisman Trophy winner, I would think. Just a tremendous year last year after a little shaky start. And every time I see Kalen DeBoer interviewed, the more and more I believe in this guy. Like he's just, He seems like a cool cat, like just calm under pressure. Yeah, he doesn't let pressure get to him, or at least that's what he gives off, the vibe or whatever. But there were kind of hints about that when he was at Washington. He kind of lets his coaches coach, uh, and he just kind of stays in his lane, uh, interjects when he needs to. So. I'm very interested in this Bama team. I've probably expressed this already, but I'd like to see where they're headed to. This is Sparta! Next up, you guessed it, Michigan State, the Spartans. Talked a little bit about them in the last couple of weeks. Had a little rough year last year, lost their head coach to a scandal. You know, dumpster fire, I'm sure we've mentioned. They've got a new coach, Jonathan Smith from Oregon State. He got a nice little contract. He's kind of cocky, but I kind of like it. I remember when we were watching the Big Ten Championship, and he was getting, he was kind of just commentating, and he was you know commenting how they, Michigan State was going to be there next year. Like I like the confidence. I don't necessarily believe it. I don't think they got the talent, but you got to start somewhere. Hey, the confidence is a start. So yeah, so that's interesting. So I've got their schedule pulled up. Um, some interesting, they've got kind of a cupcake schedule, non-conference wise. They don't really do much until about late September. Uh, Ohio State comes to town. And then the following week, they're playing Oregon. And then looks like they've got a bye. And then they're playing Iowa and Michigan. So kind of a, kind of a brutal middle part of that schedule. So, I mean, they could possibly look at four losses in a row. I mean, that's very believable based on what we saw last year. Now, again, um, their main rival there is Michigan. And, and that even when one team is a little less talented than the other, it, it sometimes can be a close game. So they might, they might be all right, at least keep playing competitive. And that's really all they need to show. If they can show recruits that they're competitive against, you know, one of the upper or upper echelon teams, you know, that might entice and get some talent or maybe in some transfer portal guys to, to maybe take a look at Michigan State. But this is definitely a team that I don't I'm not I'm unsure about. Uh, let's see. They have them as an over under of five point five wins. Oh, boy. When I'm looking at this schedule, let's see. One, two. I got two for sure wins. That's uh, over FAU in Louisiana. The the. Maryland is probably 50-50. Indiana is even 50-50. So I don't I'm gonna have to go under at least this year until until um we see something from Jonathan Smith. I'm gonna have to go under on this one. Yeah, there has to be some proof in the pudding. Um I don't foresee that they're gonna have six wins this season. Well, I mean, maybe I'll be shocked, but I don't think that's gonna happen. Yeah, so all right, moving on. George. Georgia. The Georgia Bulldogs over under 10 and a half. They, of course, went 13 and one last season. Unfortunately, this is probably unpopular opinion, but I'm going to have them under. Oh, man. Uh, so 12 <laughs> games in the regular season. Um, Texas and Old Miss are going to give them a run for their money. Maybe they need to start drug testing us. <laughs> <laughs> and they, they may 
beat Texas or Old Miss. I don't think they're going to be both of them. I I don't think Georgia's scared of Old Miss. I think they're going to handle Old Miss. I think Georgia is going to take it to Texas. Okay. Last year, I think Texas was kind of under the radar radar when they played Alabama. They're not going to be under the radar this year. I see a prepared Georgia team beating Texas. I've got the over, and so I, I agree to disagree with you on this one. So you have to think about defense as well. Georgia can't play defense. <laughs> Georgia can play defense, but they have two departing safeties and a departing quarterback cornerback that went to the NFL. When's, they when's the last time they ain't had the number one recruiting class? Okay, listen. Do you think though, they got they talent do there? have a five star freshman KJ Bolden that he's coming in. Pretty sure they got a five star sophomore too but he's you gotta pull it together like you're losing three top players yeah sure they you got do that some, every year okay well That's we'll see I'm, I'm just i don't foresee in the regular season they are going to beat both texas and old miss now agree this is going to be different so you know this is the first season we're having all these teams join these two tremendous conferences we don't really know what it's going to look like I, I don't mean know how fans are going to react when their team loses, you know, one or two games early in the season. It used to be you lost that one like it, you were dire straight. Yeah, so I don't toast. I don't know what that's going to look like now when you can, you know, you can possibly lose three games and still maybe get into that playoffs. So that'll be interesting um, for sure. But agree to disagree. So next up, we got newcomers to the Big Ten, and that's Oregon. Um, they're over and under is 10.5 wins. Last year, they had a record of 12-2 and two in the pack 12, 16, 10, whatever it was. doesn't matter. It doesn't exist anymore. It does, but there's two teams in it. Pack two, Tupac. Is that what it's you call Tupac. It? It's yeah. Tupac now. All right, so we're, we got their schedule here pulled up. Start out with Hawaii. That's a... Going to be a tough game for them. And then Idaho. And then Boise State. So pretty much they've got an axe to One, grind. One, two, three. Got it. Yeah. They've got an axe to grind against the whole state of Idaho, it looks like. Um, they're still playing Oregon State from the Pac-2, Tupac. And it looks like it starts to pick up here a little bit in October. We got Michigan State. That should be their warm-up game into uh, the following week when they're playing Ohio State. And then they got a couple cupcakes and then on to Michigan October or excuse me, November 2nd before they play a couple other games and then end the year with Washington at home. So um, they definitely they've got some good teams on their schedule that they're playing. I do like how they've got them spread out. They, you know, they play five or six games against teams that are probably not even going to be in it past the first quarter. So they're going to get a lot of their backups time experience. So and I, I think that's really going to help this team later in the season. Uh, and of course, uh, the over and under was 10 and a half wins. I'm going to say over on this. I think that they do get to 11. I think, I think the one team they might not beat would be Ohio state, Michigan, Oregon, I think it's going to be a 50, 50, so there is a possibility that they could lose that one as well. But I, I think for sure Ohio State is taking um, that game. But 
No way to know for sure. I I, I wouldn't put the money on this over, but I about 55% confidence in that. Okay. But uh, moving on to... Oklahoma. They're over under seven and a half. Uh, they went 10 and three last season. Uh, they did lose Dylan Gabriel, who did go to the Ducks. Jackson Arnold is uh, who's taken over. He had 339 yards with three um, interceptions in the Alamo Bowl, which they did lose 38 to 24 to um, Arizona. They're one of the country's toughest schedules. They're, it's their first season in the SEC. I see them right now as an under. I can see a solid seven wins. I don't see eight wins in their future yeah i'd have to agree with you on this it's going to be and i think it's all those teams that are going into a new conference even though i just got talking about oregon and basically yeah yeah. 11 wins but that's a really good oregon team well this is a really Um, tough schedule i mean they don't i think if well if that oregon team stayed in the pac 12 i think they go undefeated but you know that one one or maybe two losses because they're joining a new conference not as familiar with those teams. So, I mean, it's just the more preparation it's going to require. But back to Oklahoma, this quarterback that we saw in the Alamo Bowl, Jackson Arnold, he can throw it around. If this kid can figure out, minimize the mistakes, because he did have three in, picks in that game in their loss, but he showed some good things. So if he can iron out the details, um, who knows? He might be uh, He might be a good player. We'll see. All right, just as it said, Penn State over and under nine and a half wins, record last year, 10 and three. Oh boy. Well, they lost to Michigan, Ohio State, and then the bowl game. Next year's schedule, I've got it pulled up right now. Starting out with West Virginia, not necessarily. Um, a cupcake. It's not a cake game, no. Yeah, I mean, I I don't think that they're gonna st- struggle with them. It might be close for the first half, but I, you know, seven ten point win, I th- I think will happen. And then they followed up with their cupcakes. Yeah, we got Bowling Green, Ken State. <clears throat> okay. They do play at UC or USC October twelfth, and then Ohio. Well, Wisconsin, Ohio, Wisconsin October twenty sixth, and then Ohio State on November second. The next week, they've got Washington, so that can be a kind of a tricky schedule. But it's definitely doable. I'm going to go on a limb here. Now, I do like Drew Aller. They did fire their offensive coordinator after the Michigan game last year. I I just think James, Frank, James Franklin expects more. He, I think they had an opportunity to win that game last year if Michigan had continued to throw the ball in the second half last year. I think... Well, that was strategic on yeah, Michigan's part because you know. they could not. Uh, was that Chop Robinson? Yeah, they they couldn't block that guy. He would he would have taken JJ McCarthy out of the game, and that would have been a no no for even though he was literally just handing the ball off. That would have been a huge loss. But yeah, I I do like this Penn State team. I don't think they're gonna win the Big Ten. I don't think they're gonna be the top two. But I definitely see them winning 10 of these games so just over by half point five yeah i mean when you're just over uh i'm I'm actually more confident with this one that um they'll get it done i like i like the young talent they had this year another year maturation 
I'm excited to see what James Franklin brings to the table. All right. Uh, moving over to Tennessee now. Um, over under for them is eight and a half. They went nine and four last season. Again, unpopular opinion um, in the SEC is under for me. My biggest factors are here. Here are just the NIL scandal. I don't know how that's going to affect the season. Is that going to take coaching staff out of games? I don't know what that's going to bring. Um, I can definitely see for foresee seven wins, maybe eight with Arkansas, but that's a maybe with Petrino's return to Arkansas. They do have a new quarterback, Ia Maleva. I don't know. I probably screwed up that name so bad. He had a great bowl game against Iowa. It was one game. He, but it was a great bowl game. So that was a good IFAD. I can't even talk. I was about to say Ia Malea. <laughs> There was a good defense that he played against. He He's not going to have a whole month to prepare for a team, though. Well, that's what I'm going to say. I don't know how well that's going to translate into a full season against SEC opponents. That's why I'm saying under. I don't, I again, seven wins, maybe eight, but I don't foresee anything over that. I see them at nine. I see, I think this kid's a star. You're going to go over it, really? I am. Um, I think this kid's a star. I think Alabama's going to take a slight step back. That's going to open the Didn't door. Didn't you just say he doesn't have a month Look, to prepare for games? Yes. Just to be contradictory. But I liked what I saw from this kid. He looks exciting. I like the Tennessee offense. I think with the right quarterback, it's really tough to defend. And this kid looks like he's got the moxie for it. So I'm excited to see what Tennessee brings to the table this year. All right. Everybody knows what team that is. It is Wisconsin Badgers. Let's see. Last year, they finished seven, six or seven and six in the conference. The over and under is six and a half win. I did see some good things last year with the team. Of course, the head coach, Luke Fickle, he was at Cincinnati uh, coming from Ohio State. He was a defensive coordinator, kind of filled in uh, when Urban Meyer had that little scandal for a little bit. I do like their quarterback, Tanner Mordecai. I like the fact that he's going to have another year in the program um i think he's gonna have a really good year um i wish braylon allen would have came back uh for another year because it really would have helped that running game out what does their schedule look like yeah absolutely uh i do have that pull up the exciting thing is we got another crossover between the sec and big 10 that's going to be with bama uh september 14th oh i Uh, like that early season yeah i i wish so they've got Western Michigan and South Dakota prior to that. I would have liked to have seen if we could have that crossover maybe a little sooner, but that's fine. They follow Bama up with USC. Uh, we don't know what that's going to look like, but uh, it looks like they're kind of s- smooth sailing. Um, if you want to call uh, a team that's about directly in the middle of the Big Ten smooth sailing. Um, the biggest test they're going to have is going to come October 26th when Penn State comes to town. And they also have to play Oregon uh, November 16th. Um, they also have Iowa. Iowa, unless they figure out those offensive woes, I'm not sure what what kind of uh, test that's going to be. But I'm also excited to see this team. I'm, I'm excited to see what Luke Fickle is going to do. I'm excited about the maturation of Tanner Mordecai. And I just want to see 
Wisconsin get back to some of the successes um, we grew up seeing. It's always it's always good when these teams that have been traditionally successful to see them successful again. So I think they're very capable of it. With that said, for the over under six and a half wins, I'm going over. I'm going over. You think um, that they can get back to their seven wins that they had I think, last season? I think, you think they they're might, gonna have more. No, I think they might even have eight. Okay. They might get eight wins, and especially with the the schedule that they're playing, like I definitely could see them getting eight, maybe even nine wins. It just depends what that team looks like. But I think I think their ceiling's a little bit higher than what it was last year. So. All right, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> Moving over to Texas now. Um, the Longhorns over under uh, is ten and a half. They went twelve and two last season. This is my first no bet. Pretty certain that they can pull off ten wins. They might have eleven. It's too close for me to call at this point. Ewers is solid. He had uh, a little over thirty four hundred yards, twenty two touchdowns, only six interceptions thrown. But the Longhorns are losing a whole ton. Um, with Worthy, Mitchell Whittington, and Sanders going to the NFL. They had 217 catches combined. They do have interesting transfers coming in. Isaiah Bond was a wide receiver out of Bama. Silas Bolden, a wide receiver from Oregon State. Matthew Golden coming from Houston. Very similar numbers um, to both Bond and Bolden, um, but he's a slightly bigger guy. And then... Um, we have another tight end coming in from Alabama. Well, that's going to be tough for Texas um, to get that offensive production. I do see Hewers another year uh, as a starting quarterback. He's going to have growth. I would expect to see his touchdown somewhere around 30s. Maybe his uh, interception rate drop slightly. Of course, the yardage. I'm not sure whether or not we're going to see increasing yardage. You might see more of a running game out of uh, the Longhorns this year. Yeah, I'm I'm almost in agreement with you, but I want to lean towards them just having a fantastic year. I remember when when Texas A&M was coming into the SEC and everyone was saying, oh, they haven't seen SEC defense, this and that. I mean, they came out and they had a hell of a year that well, first year in the SEC. That's exactly why for me it's a no bet because I can't I can't in good faith say they'll get eleven games, um, but I can't in good faith say they'll get less than ten, so or ten or less. Okay, yeah. So all right, so we'll we'll just say we agree then right here. We'll leave it as a question mark. Uh, so next up, we got the Maryland Terrapins. Last year finished eight and five in the Big Ten. Over and under is seven and a half wins. Uh, the big news, of course, their quarterback, Talia Tungavaloa, was denied his sixth year. He went into the transfer portal, so I don't know that he was actually even going to return um, to Maryland. But their success is going to be completely on whether or not they can find a quarterback that can come close to the kind of production that Tungavaloa had. He well, was, that's going to fit into their program too, right? Like that, that's going to be a huge blow. Even if they find somebody that like has the numbers, I don't know that you can in a season. Yeah. it. I mean, it's going to be tough to replace this kid. He was, if he would have been on a bigger team, I think he, there would have been more notoriety towards him, but that's a good quarterback. He's probably going to drop to the second or, or third round, but that's, that 
that kid's a good quarterback. And I I don't know if he's quite as good as his brother, but he's pretty close. So, but next up, uh, Arkansas, where over under is five and a half. They went four and eight last year. I feel like this is I don't know. I kind of feel like Fandles on drugs here. Um, I like drugs. <laughs> Auburn and Missy and Mississippi State Missy. are going to be bleh, Mississippi State are going to be big here. Um, there's potential Pikachu. they'll win one of those games. Um, I don't think that they'll win both of those games. Petrino's return as offensive coordinator will definitely play a big part, um, but I'm not sure that the Razorbacks are going to get it done. So for me, it's going to be an under if. They get another four wins this season, maybe five. That will be a victory for them. Yeah. Um, I don't really have a lot to say about Pig Suey. Him coming back is probably good for the program. It's probably going to take a little bit of time to uh, get things churning again. I think even in their heyday, you know, especially with what the SEC is going to be, uh, maybe, maybe the ceiling is nine wins for even at their best. I don't know. We'll what? see, but um, it's a good thing for the program, even though he does have a little uh, shady past. Um, it's good to see him back, and hopefully he can get that program turned around. Next up, we have the Iowa Hawkeyes. Of course, um, last year they won the Big Ten West, which was, needless to say, a very disappointing league or conference. They were 10-4. and four. They're over and under 7.5 wins. Uh, some things we know, they will have a great defense. I'm sure of it. Um, it's a very well-coached defense. The offense can't get any worse. So <laughs> I don't know if it's possible for the offense to be any worse. They did get a new offensive coordinator, Tim Lester. I don't know if he's had enough time to get the athletes that he's going to want for his offensive scheme, but we'll see. I don't. Maybe there's a slight improvement. I mean, don't you think that if they're hiring a new offensive coordinator, they feel like the athletes that they have already in place are going to fit into the program that he runs? Do you remember watching Iowa last yeah, year? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, now, returning uh, will be the quarterback, Cade McNamara. He was injured a couple games into the season. They had high hopes for him. I don't know how you can have high hopes for anyone in that offense last year, but... They had high hopes for him, so hopefully Iowa can turn it around and make that watchable football for people that are not necessarily fans of Iowa. We'd like to see where we can watch games and not necessarily be one of their fanatics, if that makes sense. So I've got under right now. Until I see that offense fixed, I don't see it happen. I probably should go over some of the... I do have their schedule pulled up. See, they do play at Ohio State October 5th. Um, the following week, Washington, and then the following week at Michigan State. And that's probably, yeah, that's the, the meat or the toughest part of their schedule. So I, I, I just see them under right now with the way the realignment after seeing that offense all last year, it's hard for me to put them over. Do you think seven wins? I'm, they're probably right at seven. And okay. so that's why it's hard. Um, just almost, when I calculate. Almost to know yeah. that. Yeah. Almost a no bet there, but, but just I think slightly. Under. I think they're going to be under. I'm a, I, I don't think Cade McNamara's going to be enough, and I don't know that they've got enough talent on their roster. May, remains to be seen. I could be wrong, which we know that happens. <laughs> it does happen. But uh, let's move on. 
All right, over to the Auburn Tigers. Um, over under was seven and a half. Um, they went six and seven last year. Not a great season. There are five solid wins built into their schedule, but they're playing the quarterback carousel. So um, Peyton Thorne, he was last year's um, quarterback who was a transfer from Michigan State. Um, this is Sparta. He, we don't know if Freeze is going to make him the starting quarterback or if we're going to go again through that quarterback carousel. Um, What's up with the SEC and all these sh- quarterbacks or head coaches with shysty backgrounds getting hired? I'm just <laughs> going to move past that right now. Anyway. What's the qualification to be a head coach in the SEC? Shysty background. <laughs> all right. Auburn for me is going to be under. I can foresee maybe seven wins. I don't see eight. Again, it all comes to that coaching carousel. They do have um, a true freshman coming in who's the number five overall quarterback and the number one player from the state of Arkansas, Walker White. But everybody's fighting for that position. So I I feel like it's going to be it's going to be under. We'll see seven wins from them, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know anything about Auburn. I haven't seen anything to make me want to watch them but hopefully they're better than they've been let's move on right now what he said about our team what he said about our team i cannot believe this is a tough team right here we're proud to be from ohio and it's always been ohio against the world and it'll continue to be ohio against the world but i'll tell you what i love those kids and we got a tough team that's right, the Tough Team University. Last year, 11-2, and two, over and under 10.5 wins. Uh, they've got transfer Will Howard from Kansas State. Some of the numbers he had last year, 2,490 yards, 28 total touchdowns. So on the ground and through the air. Um, as I've said previously, I've got them winning the Big Ten. Let's pull up their schedule and take a look at it real quick. Cupcake, cupcake. They play a Michigan State team that's not looked very good the last couple of years. They also play Iowa October 5th that we're just not overly impressed with. At Oregon, October 12th. I feel like that's their big test. Does this team gel by October 12th? We'll find out. They they play Nebraska, and then they're at Penn State. If that's a night game, that's... That's one of the hardest places, and I think we've talked about it right next to LSU at night. Two of the toughest places to play. At, so. Are they at Oregon, you said? They're at Oregon, Ooh, okay. that's gonna home be, against Nebraska, and then at be, Penn State. That's going to be an interesting yeah. game at Oregon. Um, just that's you know uncharted territory for them. So, And, of course, um, we've already talked about it, the game last weekend of the season against Michigan. Uh, they are home, and I'm leaning towards them just based off what they've done. I think it's it's instilled now. They're, they wanted to win it last year. They wanted to win it the year before, but this, I think there's a sense of urgency well, do you think that it's, hasn't been seen in a long time. Do you think it's Ryan that. Day's jo- oh, yeah. job on the line here? Oh, yeah. He loses, he's done. It don't matter. The only way if he loses is if he wins a national championship somehow in the playoffs. So that's his only loss. If he loses and then whatever, wins a game in the playoffs and then gets beat by somebody, he's he's probably done. Okay. Because I think the patience has ran out. It's some people just don't understand. They're looking at his record. It's it's more than that between these two teams. 
that game means everything. They they literally gauge their classes based on what their record was versus that rival. So um, some people just understand, like, oh, look at his record, blah, 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 this and that. What's his record against Michigan? It's not great. Especially last year, it was against, it wasn't even against their head coach. So, but yeah. we'll see. Um, like I said, I do have uh, the Ohio State winning over. the Big Big Ten Conference. I I think they're going to get it done this year. I think okay. I think they're going to get through with uh, one loss. I don't know. It's either going to be Oregon, Penn State, or Michigan. One of those teams will pick them off. But I still have them winning the Big Ten. All right. All right. Um, speaking of coaches on the hot seat, uh, Whew, getting hot in here. Going over to Florida. Ooh, need some degree. They're over unders five and a half. They went five and seven last season. Maybe we can invite him to be our third person on our podcast uh, next year. It's probably going to happen. <laughs> uh, there are not a ton of cupcakes in their schedule this year. They've lost Trevor Etienne. That's that's a huge loss. He was their best player. Yeah, that is a huge loss. And they've done nothing about their quarterback situation. Graham Mertz, great second string quarterback. Not it's not a first string. He's quarterback. not your starter again. Billy Napier. We talked about that. He's on the hot seat. As much as I hate to say it, I have them under. I don't think they're going to have six wins. I see them again with another steady five win season. Yeah, it's unfortunate. You'd like to see a team like Florida be competitive uh, in the SEC, but I just I don't see it this year. You'll see a good game between Tennessee just because that is a rival, but I don't see him making it through the whole season. Florida has, looking at their schedule, um, Miami and Samford, okay. Uh, Miami is unpredictable. Um, I don't know how that game's going to go. Then we have Texas A&M. Well, I mean, every year it's Miami's. This is... When the this U comes back yeah. and then they shit the bed. <laughs> yeah. Texas A&M, Mississippi State, UCF. Again, UCF, they're like, oh, that's a cupcake game. No, it's not. It's an in-state rival for them. Tennessee, over the last two years, has proven that they are a worthy component. Same with Kentucky. Com- component? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think you meant opponent. <laughs> opponent. Jesus. Um <laughs> Tennessee, Kentucky, Georgia, Texas, LSU, Old Miss. And then we'll top it off with Florida State at the end of the season, which is their normal rivalry game. This run of Tennessee, Kentucky, Georgia, Texas, LSU, and Old Miss is going to hurt Florida. Um, and I would, if I had to guess, if I had to take bets on when Napier gets fired, I'm going to say it's going to be after the Texas game before LSU. All right. Well. Because it's it's at least LSU is at home, but it's not going to be pretty. So is that your over under when he gets fired? That's <laughs> that's it. I'm telling you, that's my. All right, um, I agree with a lot of what you said. It's just it's time for a regime regime change. There, it's just it's not working. So I mean, I, I hate to say a guy's going to get fired, but the writing's on the wall with that. Uh, moving on, uh, next we're going to talk about the Nebraska Cornhuskers. Uh, last year they were five and seven. Uh, they're over and under seven and a half wins. I got to tell you, I was very unimpressed uh, with the first. Was that the first year with Matt Rule? I think it was. Uh, so he's, you know, he's yet to make a believer out of me. They were 129th in the passing game. I know they they got that freshman to flip uh, out of Georgia, but I. 
I'm I'm not exactly a believer. I'm not a believer in Nebraska right now. I I need to see something. I need to see that they can compete um, with everyone in that Big Ten before we start putting them in that next tier. Because right now I've got them in the bottom tier. They need to compete to get to the middle of the Big Ten. Um, so right now I've got them in their under five or six wins. That's what I see them at. I mean, they've been a competitor in the past, so I would, looking at their schedule, give them at least six. I don't see anything beyond seven, though. So I yeah. agree with you in the under there. No, I mean, I'm rooting. I'm rooting for all these underdogs, even Napier. Like, if he can turn this around, like, you always like to if see the underdogs. If he can turn it around, yeah. why didn't you do it know, already? Yeah, that's, that's a good call, but... <laughs> I mean, like, you always root on. for these teams. You know, you always want the team from the bottom to make their way up. But um, but that's all we're going to do for today. We're going to follow this up with a part two and finish with the rest of the teams. And I'm sure we'll have some updated news. So expect us to drop part two in the next few days. We thank you for tuning in. Please like, follow, subscribe, all that stuff. Send us money instead of gambling it all away. <laughs> But uh, until next time, thanks for listening. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Big Ten versus SEC podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and share our podcast with your friends. Feel free to let us know what topics you'd like to see covered in future episodes. Get in touch via social media at Big Ten versus SEC. That's B-I-G-1-0 B-S-S-E-C. See you next week for a new episode.